0: So right now I'm chilling with one of Coney Island's finest. Just dropped the Skinny Nems project, a complete compilation of just about everything he's done over the course of his illustrious career. You can catch him on YouTube, Gorilla TV. Maybe you might see him on the battle scene coming up. He took 2016 off musically to focus on his Fuck Your Life brand. Right now, chilling with Nems. Nems, it is so great to have you here, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Fuck your life. We out here. Yeah, I man, I crack up every time I hear that too, man. Like it's it's such a creative slogan. How did you come up with that?
1: I mean, it's just like basically like as simple as it gets, like it was a bunch of me, my squad, we always doing music, a whole bunch of us. It's just like a way our way of thinking, like a way of, of being, our way of life. Like, yo, listen, if this is what we doing over here, if you're not with it. Nigga, fuck your life. I don't care about nothing you're doing. Like, I don't care about you, your friends, your family, your... Whatever you're doing, I don't give a fuck about it. Nigga, fuck your life if you ain't with us. If you ain't with the shit we fucking with. And, it, it, you know, and then we just, like... It just became a thing. We, we started off like just saying, you know, fuck your life all the time. And then it was like, yo, this is us, man. We fuck your life. That's it. That's it. You know, FYL.
0: And it just took off from there.
1: Yeah, it just, it just took off from there, and then, you know, now it's transformed kind of into, like, life a gang, because, you know, like, fucking can't really put fuck on, like, mainstream type shit. So we had to, like, PG it a little bit, but, you know, it's still the same shit, fuck your is life a life gang, same shit.
0: Yeah, I imagine it'd be hard to buy, like, a baby onesie with fuck your life on it.
1: Yo, you know what's funny, mad, mad chicks ask me for that all the time. Like, oh, I just had a kid, or I'm having a kid. Could you make me a, a fuck your life onesie? Like, they want the, the logo with the baby blowing his brains out. I'm like, you know, I just, whatever. I, I, I do it for them. It's not a problem.
0: That's crazy, man. Like, you could deliver it to them, and then maybe hit up CPS right after the delivery or something. Just like, hey, maybe you should check on these people. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, it's great, man. It is great to see the the brand take off. You took off twenty sixteen to focus on building that brand. What did you get accomplished in that time when you weren't putting out music?
1: Well, I tell you what, I made way more money than I would if I was rapping um, for that one year. For that year, you know, like I always say, like if 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 you're an artist like myself, that you're not mainstream, really. And not for no other reason than that the mainstream just hasn't caught on to it, you know what I'm saying? But, like, if you're not on the radio every day, if you're not, you know... The money is the last thing to come with music, with F- or in the hip-hop genre, at least. Because that's what I can speak on, because I don't do any other genre of music. But, you know, like, the, the, the notoriety and all of that, that comes first. And, and the last thing to really come from actual music is is the money, that's why the music, that's why people are giving out free mixtapes and free projects, because, like, you know, it's the, the music now has become a vehicle for the entire brand, like, if you if you structure your shit right, the music is just, like, the the, the forefront of it, but really, it's like, alright, I'm doing this music, that's what's getting my, my, my name and my, ear, you know, the, the people's ears... But look, I'm also doing this Because social media is so big now Like, you don't need labels You don't need manufacturers I mean, you don't need nothing, man You can do it on your own You know what I'm saying? And I've always had the shirts popping And, you know, like, like Shit like that But, this, like, 2016 I really decided to, like Take it to the next level And, um You know, like Like, like go out and get it You know what I'm saying? Like, like I already... Like, like, have a success. I already was doing it like somewhat, but now I just did it like full time. Like, yo, listen, I'm shipping it myself. If you in the New York area, I'm bringing it to you myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make sure you get this dope shit. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody can get it. Not everybody, you know, not everybody is is on to it. But the people that know, know. Like, this is this shit is is official. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I want to focus on, like, and I wanted to to do it like nobody else, like. And I see a lot of, I see a lot of now after I'm doing what I, you know, like I I made my own brand page on Instagram, like, and they got mad followers, and 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 I just see little shit that I brought into it, like being original. I see a lot of other artists doing, which is totally fine. There's enough money for all of us out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I could give these these other artists a blueprint on how to get this money, because just rapping alone ain't doing it in the beginning, you know what I'm saying, of a, of an artist's career.
0: Definitely, and you look at what you have with FYL, you look at what someone like Dan's has with Brooklyn Stick Up, Poison Pen, Team hommy I mean there are some very specific and unique brands that you guys are pushing, but they're established brands. What does it take, because not everyone has that, to have a brand established and have it be recognizable and be known oh yeah nems fyl like poison pen team homie what does it take to get that brand established i mean you
1: got to have you have to have, it's like you know brand recognition like if when you see a coca-cola logo even if another word is written you're still going to know it says it's from coca-cola you know what i'm saying because it's the same font and it's the same colors and 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 you know like you recognize that so first, you gotta start with like a logo. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I got different logos. I got the the, the baby with the gun in his mouth. That's the F Y L logo. Um, but but most importantly, now what I'm really running with, and that's like the, the the real symbol of my brand is the G. You know, the G with the with the hair coming out of it. That's the you know for gorilla, and uh, you know uh, that that's that's like my logo. So. You flip it different ways, you know, but it's always the same structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, I don't know if I'm really saying it correctly, but like, like in my mind, it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have like, like, like. You gotta have a logo that people fuck with. You know what I'm saying? And and a G is universal. Even if you don't know, even if you don't know Nems or you don't like Nems, you might still like the G. this Matt? You know, G is like a universal you know, singing hip-hop, you cheat you know what I'm saying, that she's a gangster, you know what I'm saying, so, you just, I just put a, a new twist on the old thing, simple as that.
0: And if you know people that don't like NEMS, just let me know, we can go Jay and Silent Bob and knock on every door if we need to, man.
1: Yo, we could do that anytime, bro,
0: I'm ready to do that all, all day, every day, man, I was thinking about even hiring a
1: fucking computer hacker to get some of these motherfuckers addresses that leave comments, you know what I'm saying? Run up all these niggas, like, what's
0: really good, nigga? We'll just get, this, <laughs> get the same folks that, that hacked into the Russian stuff and, and all that, and I think we'll be okay.
1: Those motherfuckers are good. You got to get them. Get them on the payroll.
0: Get, get them a couple T-shirts, Skinny nem CD, sign it. I think we're good. Slow up. Hey, man, you know, like I was telling you earlier, too, you know, I love the Skinny Nems project because... You really put everything together for the fans. Like, there's tracks on there that I heard years ago that I loved, but it's like, now it's in one spot. I don't have to have a song from this album on this playlist and then go back to this album and find it. Like, everything is right there. It's almost three hours of music. What made you want to put that together for the fans? Um,
1: what it really was is like, um, you know, skinny. I'm not, I mean, if if anybody that has seen me recently knows I'm not skinny anymore. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Dealing with fans, and people are like, yo, we want you to get back on that skinny nem shit, you know, when you were skinny, I, or when people come up to me, yo, nems, I've been fucking with you since you were skinny, you know what I'm saying, and to, to the fans, it, 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 just me being skinny equals a different time, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and different, not different music, but just a different time. In their lives, because music is memories just as well as like, like yo, yeah, this song is dope. But I also fuck with it because I was going through this in life. You know what I'm saying? That's why people identify and and fuck with music so much. So it, it, it stood for something. And um, I felt like let me put all of the the, the the most talked about songs that people that I would hear people talk about, and uh, let me put it all on one project. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's kind of like out with the old and with the new, like, like all of this shit with the skinny nems ever. Now we starting a new chapter in this book. You know what I'm saying? This is the gorilla, the gorilla chapter, gorilla nems. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you thought that was dope, that was just like the the entree. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just the, I mean that was just the appetizer. Now we about to hit you with the entree, the real, the real banging music. Cause like. I put out before Skinny Nims, I put out like ten different projects, and uh, like I feel like I need, like each one of them from Fuck Your Fuck Your Life Volume One to Fuck Your Life Volume Two to President's Day. Like my shit was never on a decline; it's always been steadily raising up. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this next batch of music and shit that I'm doing is gonna be like, like, like that. Like the old shit, but new. You know what I'm saying? Like. Is gonna be the next chapter, the the gorilla chapter. You know what I'm
0: saying? Definitely. How is your approach changing too? Say that again. Is your approach to music changing as you look at like skinny nims versus gorilla nems?
1: Um, is my what in music changing? Your musical my approach. It's
0: like
1: my music? Nah, nah, nah. Fucking uh, I mean it's a, it's a little different. Um for the fact that I have less time nowadays you know what I'm saying like before I used to have all day to to dick around and do shit now it's just like from the second I wake up to the moment I go to sleep I'm running around making money doing all types of other shit like and uh you know like Dan said like that's the same shit. Like when I listen to the dance interview, say he writes a lot of most of his shit, ninety eight percent in the car. I do a lot of that too. You know what I'm saying? Not maybe for different reasons. then. He, he he said like, yo, I go block for block. You know, I see different blocks. Me, I'm just out of necessity because I'm constantly running around and I'm constantly in my car. That's the one place that's my like my fortress of solitude where nobody's bothering me. I'll I'll turn my phone on vibrate or something. Not like, answering no texts and just bump some music and just really get in the vibe, you know what I'm saying, like, and, 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 and zone out. But there's also times I wake up, I wake up dumb early for no reason, you know what I'm saying, like, because I like to, like, make the most of the day. So I'm up most of the time about 6 in the morning, sometimes 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning, and I just wake up sometimes and just write bars, just throw some music on and, and write. Um, and then sometimes I write in the studio, but the approach is is the same as it's always been. Like you know, say, say whatever comes to my mind with no filter. And you know, if you don't like it, then fuck your life. Say it like that.
0: That's a great way to put it too, with no filter. Because I feel like so much of your music has no filter. And I'm thinking of a song like Light One, where you, it shows you getting incredibly personal with fans, and you're talking about vulnerability. And then like a couple bars later you're regretting that vulnerability and showing that side to the fans. So I feel like so much of that music you do is that stream of consciousness where you really just get like an honest look into your mind.
1: Like that song and, and, and a lot of other ones, like My Own Worst Enemy and this is another one, Take It Away. Like this certain times like me as a person, right? Like when I'm not rapper names when I'm just, you know, Travis, that's my real name, you know what I'm saying, when I'm just in the regular world, people don't know me, and and even with family and friends, like, I'm very guarded, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm very, like, like, I don't talk to nobody about my issues, like, I feel like I don't want to burden nobody with it, like, I don't have nobody, not by choice, because I got a lot of people I can talk to at any time, it's just, I mean, by choice. I choose not to talk to anybody, like, I don't, like, about my personal feelings or, like, issues that I go through, and the music, I don't know why, I, I, I you know, I, I don't really digest it. I, I haven't really digested it in my mind why, but when I put that pen to the paper, like, the, just the realness comes out, you know what I'm saying, and there's also times, like, with my Fuck Your Love album. I was going through some rough times, like, and just like I said in the song Deliverance, I've been going through some rough times, I guess it's consequences of a rough life. Sometimes i would be like, fuck mom, fuck mom. sometimes i would be like, fuck life, you know what I'm saying, because I was going through a breakup with my girl, and, you know, I was just, I was going through a lot of shit, and I wrote that album with the intention of never letting anybody hear it. Like when I sat, I was like, yo, I just gotta get some of these feelings out Because they're not getting out from no no other way So let me just put it on paper and, and write these lines I'm not gonna put this shit out, you know what I'm saying? It's just gonna be strictly for therapeutic value And, uh, you know, after the shit was, you know, a couple songs were done I was like, yo, this shit came out dope Like, I, 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 I gotta share this Because I know somewhere somebody's going through this and,
0: and, and it might be beneficial to them, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And do you get that feedback from the fans about how it affects their life and, and about how it, it is meaningful? Say, say that again? Do you get that feedback from the fans, too, about how your music affects them and impacts them and, and helps them? Big time, big time. Like, look, like, maybe...
1: Maybe once or twice a month, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like people from Australia, people from fucking Germany and California, like like people write me long fucking messages where like I'll open the message on Facebook or DM on Instagram and at the moment when I ha- when I open I'm like yo I- like I'm not reading this whole shit right now you know what I'm saying but when I finally get to do do get the time I sit down and I read it because I. I go through everything. Whenever somebody takes the time out to write me some shit, whether it's negative, you know, I'm going to read it. And it's really some shit that makes me think like, yo, I got to keep doing this because like this is helping somebody. If my struggles could help one or two people that fuck with my music, then why not? You know what I'm saying? Like I've also had people, like I own two barbershops, you know what I'm saying? Out here in Staten Island. And, uh, you know, I take pictures in front of it on my Instagram. And, you know, I, I put the address out there on Twitter. Like, if you in the area, come get a cut. And there's been times people have sent me actual letters to the business. You know what I'm saying? And I'll come in to pick up rent from the barbers or whatever. And be like, yo, Nems, you got this mail here. You know what I'm saying? One kid sent me a fucking uh, a bracelet. Like, like, like a like a, a jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Nems, thank you, man. I, like, I don't have a lot of money, but... I wanted to to send this to you like because you're such a real nigga and like like you helped me do so much and You know what I'm saying? Like and that type of shit like I still got that shit like I got it put away in my crib Like I don't really wear it But like I got it put away like and and at times when I'm cleaning up the crib or whatever You know I'll I'll open a drawer and see it and be like That shit was real you know what I'm saying? That's some real shit
0: that's the kind of stuff, too, that, like, when sales don't always go the way you want, like, that's what actually means something. That's what makes the impact.
1: Listen, I don't, I don't do the music shit. The music, the money from actual music is, is nothing, bro. Like, like, the lifestyle that I live, like, if I was to just try to survive off of residuals from actual music, I'd be fucking living in a shelter. You know what I'm saying? The shit is horrible. Especially now with the streaming, niggas is paying you a a fraction of a penny a stream. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, some months I I could fucking do some shit with it. You know what I'm saying? Some months, though, the shit is like a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, yo, I can't live off of this. You know what I'm saying? You always got to have, that's one main thing as an artist. Don't think you're going to survive in the beginning stages of your career just off of the music. You got to always have another hustle, bro. You got to always have some hustle in you. You gotta always go get that money And take care of your life first Before you can fucking You know Before the music shit You think the music shit is gonna pay I mean there's a few artists that You know Overnight successes Very rarely Maybe like 1% That really Just blew overnight And made millions But for the For the the most part man You better have some other fucking hustles
0: And so some of this game really is I mean from what I've seen too from being with Hip Hop Game for so long and, and still staying in the game now, is a lot of the dudes that end up making it are the ones that stick it out and, and stay. You know, there's so many fly by night artists, and I'll interview them one year. Next year, I hit him up, hey, what have you done? And I don't even get a response, or the email's over and they never respond, and you check their Twitter and it's inactive, you know, for a year. Like, so much of this game is just being persistent and not expecting that quick fix right away. Consistency
1: is the most, and one of the most important things, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, like, I I took 2016 off to focus on the brand. Like, I wasn't, you know, doing music, but I wasn't inconsistent because I started putting out the brand. And all the people that, that was following me and checking for me with the music, I was still on social media going hard. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened it was just with... The clothing and the hats and the jackets and the fucking hoodies and lighters and buttons and whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because the music shit I do because I love it, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't do it with the intention of this is going to make me $100,000, this one song. Like I'm not going into the studio writing a song so the radio can play it. No, I'm just going in to make some dope ass shit. You know what I'm saying? And if I just so happen to get paid from it, that makes it extra dope. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going in with the intention, like, I got to get money off of this song. You know what I'm saying? Nah. It's just like I'm doing this because I love it. I'm a student of the game. Like, like my whole entire youth growing up, I had, all, I had over, like, 500 to 1,000 CDs. Like, not bootlegs but actual real CDs, like, from fucking the most, like, obscure artists, hip-hop artists you could think of, to the fucking most commercial. I had the real CDs of the albums, not even singles, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real student of the game. Like, I I do this shit because I love it, and, 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 you know, it's what I always wanted to do with my life, and what I always wanted to be was a dope-ass artist. And it's just, you know, now, later in life, I get to meet some of these artists that I fucking grew up listening to and it's fucking dope, you know what I'm saying? I love this shit. I wouldn't still be doing it after all this time if I didn't love it. Because it ain't the money.
0: No, I know what you're saying, and I feel like you make the most pure music when you're not doing it, worrying about streams and and money and downloads and are people going to buy it. Like, I can say when I worked at Hip Hop Game part of the pressure is am I going to get enough big name interviews this week to where the hits are going to stay consistent or go up or the hits going to go down and what's going to happen to the ad money and what's going to happen there whereas now I don't get paid for these interviews I do it all on my own I pay my own server cost and everything is all my own so at this point I just interview the artist I want to interview with no worries or pressure about you know is this going to make money because honestly I, I have a job to take the pressure off of doing this And this is just a passion So I know exactly what you mean when you say that But from my perspective You just get a much purer product When you're not looking for a check
1: Yeah I mean and if you make dope enough shit The shit is gonna come You know what I'm right. saying Like it, it, it's just when you, when you do this shit for the right reasons When you do good Good happens You know what I'm saying Just like when you do dirt Dirt happens it's, 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 it's all like universal law that like when you put some dope shit out there just for the simple reason of it being dope some dope shit is gonna come back your way you know what I'm saying it's just a universal law you know what I'm saying it's karma That's
0: definitely it. and you've, you you talked about how many artists you got to work with and that you've met over the years that you that you grew up listening to and, and you've done so many songs with legends PH Sean Price Ghostface G-Rap what, what collabs mean the most to you and what really stands out from those experiences?
1: You know, it's funny that, that, that like, right before this, like, my fucking phone, I got a fucking 128-gig iPhone, right? And the shit's fucking... I don't have a lot of pictures or videos, and the shit is now, is like, it's been saying for the last month, like, yo, storage. I'm like, oh, where, where the fuck is all the storage coming from, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, I took it to that. So they're like, yo, it's all these texts. Because I don't delete my texts when I get them. Hmm. So just right now, like like maybe an hour or two ago, I was going through my texts and I was deleting everything. And I got shit in my phone from fucking 2013. You know what I'm saying? Texts. So I'm deleting everything. But, you know, when you delete them, I'm deleting them one by one. I see all the names. So the first text that fucking, that comes, that that, that one of the first, you know, of those artists that you spoke about was Sean Price. Mm. I opened up the text thread And I look at, at all the texts That we had back and forth You know what I'm saying And I was like Yo man Like That shit is crazy And then And then Like Like a couple minutes later I go through I see my man Jay Arch You know what I'm oh, saying man. Like he wasn't a you Known artist But he was like Like one of the realest dudes He was a gr- homie, Great dude thing. He was always on tour With Immortal Tech He was like like, a fucking gentle giant, but, like, would always hold you down, like, I read that one, and then next came PH, you know what I'm saying, me and PH, fucking mad long text threads, you know what I'm saying, but, um, like, I miss those dudes, man, like, I I miss them, like, Sean Price, I've been fucking with him since the Fight Club, like, we met through the Fight Club shit, and we just would hang out, like, regular shit, like, I would be calling the crib, and speaking to Bernadette, that yo, was showing there before cell phones, like when it was just fucking just house phones. And I grew up to sh- listening to like the main the main niggas that we was fucking with in my hood when I was growing up with. the Fat Five, Buck, you know, Boot Camp, you know, you know. We knew all their fucking lyrics. So when I fucking got the chance to to become friends with Sean Price and like. I was fucking amazed. It was the most amazing thing to me. The first track I ever did with artists that I grew up listening to was Poison Pen. Do me on the track, and it was me. It was Poison Pen's track featuring me, House of Skelter, and Illinois from Boot Camp. I still talk to Illinois to this day. That's my man. I see him in bed sky all the time. Um, but you know, like, like, so, so that one. You know, so me and, me and me and Ruck got a couple joints. But at this point, like, right now, the one I'm most proud of is just being on that Ghostface album. Because, like, you know, the woo is fucking... The woo was, was everything growing up. You know what I'm saying? And for... To be on his album, one song with him, and then just one other song with just me and Cool G Rap, not even Ghostface on it, but on Ghostface's album, was, like, fucking crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually, right now, as we speak, I'm looking at a fucking flack on my wall of the Ghostface album that fucking, uh, somebody made for me for Christmas, and the shit is, like, right on my wall, the, the, the 12-inch vinyl with the poster from 36 Seasons, and, like, I'm, I'm most proud of that, like, growing up, but I've also done shit with D12, and I was with Proof and Detroit smoking blunts so on 7 Miles. you know what I'm saying, like, and would have hour-long conversations about battle rap, um, you know, like, and this is this is when they were platinum, like, when they were, the like, when they were still, like, their first album, second album, and they were, like, one of the biggest rap groups in the game, so, like, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of people, and, and especially the ones that passed away, like, Proof, and Ruck, and fucking TH, and, like, I've been fortunate enough to, to do that, so, like, I can't downplay, you know, like, the, the records that I did with them neither because that that'll always hold a special place in my heart
0: I know what you mean and, and you look at Pumpkinhead, you look at Jay Arch and Sean Price, I mean those are three of the coolest dudes in music too like not just great artists and all that but great people like I can remember when my son was born Sean Price and I were Skyping and his daughter Sean is about the same age and he's given me parenting yeah. advice. And like you can see, you know, Bernadette's in the background going, you know, doing dishes in the kitchen or whatever. And it's just like, wow, this is a really down to earth dude who's just, you know, cool as can be. You know, PH, I can remember he was on the first mixtape I ever did. He did the intro. <laughs> and this is like 2003. And we can't figure out how he's going to get me the song. So like me and him basically learned how to rip audio and what email server lets you upload a big attachment because it was before like you just could transfer a file easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what struck me about pH man is like, we could not figure out how to do this. And he stayed on the phone. He tried this, like, Hey pH, try this Hotmail account. Here's my login. Here's my password. See if this works like patient as can be. And, and, and it worked eventually, but I was like, man, like, how long is Pumpkinhead gonna stay on the phone with me before he just gets tired and says forget it or he's like just come up to the to the crib and I'll meet you and give you the CD because this is taking too long and you know just, just how cool those guys were I got to meet Jay Arch when he came through Virginia with Penn and Technique and Diabolic and you know he lived up to all the hype Poison Penn had, had talked about him and um, what a cool guy he was so it's hard for me to believe in, and I wasn't best friends with any of these guys but I had good relationships, you know, I didn't know them super well, but I knew them well enough that it's just, it hurts, and I, can't, I still can't believe that all three of them are not here and, and how close they all passed within each other.
1: Yeah, same fucking year, bro. That shit was, well, in, in within a year of each other, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, one or two months before fucking Sean Price died, bro, I was in the studio with him, and we were talking about fucking... Just stupid shit You know what I'm saying And and, and he and the, the last I mean We we spoke after that But the last Like meaningful thing That I remember him saying Is us and, Us was just we were, we were both in the studio Illichi was there too Um And he was just like Yo Nems Like you know why I, 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 I still fuck with you After all these years And we still do joints Cause you gotta stay around Nice niggas You know what I'm saying You gotta stay around Niggas that are gonna Push your limits steel, steal, sharpen, steel. That's, like, the main quote that I got from him. Like, I remember from him. Like, steal, sharpen, steel. Like, if you around nice niggas that are spitting that real shit and dope shit, it's gonna force you to spit that official dope and real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got that out of one of the last conversations I had with him. And, like, he, you know, he never, never once tried to charge me or, or anything You know what I'm saying Like it, it was just like Yo Listen nigga, guy I Need you in the studio We need to meet up Over here and, and He would just Make it happen PH Man I I had PH One thing about that Motherfucker Is he fucked with everybody Like whether or not You were a combo Or a fucker Like he would deal With people that I would not deal with That I didn't want to deal with And I would make fun of him For dealing with them <laughs> And he treated How Fucking Equally. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll be like, yo, P.H., why are you fucking with this nigga? This nigga's a bird. And and he just was a, just a loving dude and, 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 and just an all-around good dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he fucked with everybody. Like, you couldn't really say nothing bad about P.H. Because he fucked with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and he's genuinely good fucking people, man. Like, and, and Jay Arch, that was, like, my heart, man. Like, that nigga was... My man, like I love that nigga still. Like, like I think about that nigga and miss him. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally miss him and his laugh and his smile when I think of him. You know what I'm saying? And and really get choked up when I think of him because that was my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my nigga. Um, it's sad, but you know what? Their memory and and what they stood for didn't die. You know. It still lives through all of us That are repping them You know what I'm saying It still With Sean Price It lives through fucking boot camp And it lives through us And me And fucking Penn And Jay Arts Lives through me and, and Team Hami And fucking Rebel Arms And PH You know Brooklyn Academy Fucking MCMI You know We still got everybody Repping for them So that their memory They're not physically here But their memory And the legacy And the shit they stood for lives on, because now some of those people that PH used to deal with that I didn't like, when I see them, I treat them good, and I treat them respectfully for the simple fact that, yo, that was PH's man, you know what I'm saying, and PH fucked with that dude, so I'm gonna fuck with him now, because he's not here, you know what I'm saying, and just learned a lot of valuable lessons, because a lot of dudes that I grew up, when, in the beginning of the rap game coming up that I was, never thought I would fuck with have now become fucking label execs and fucking writers for magazines and fucking writers for blogs that I tell myself, damn, you should have fucked with him from the beginning because then you could have been way further in your fucking career over here now. You know what I'm saying? And it taught me a lot of lessons. And and, and that's what makes them special, those people. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's great. And, you know how how were you able to really find that perspective, especially when all of their deaths hit so close to one another? It, it was just you know so crazy to think that it's happening one after the other. How did you deal with that and and come around to find that perspective? You know, did that take a lot of time to really get there? I mean, where I'm at
1: today as a person, um, is totally, totally like a, a complete. 720 20 like, cause I've, I've, I've done it the right way, then went back to the wrong way, and then back to the, you know, like, I've been, I've, I haven't, you know, back then I was doing a lot of drugs, I was doing everything, you know what I'm saying, like, I didn't smoke crack, I didn't fucking shoot no needles and shit like that, but like, I was, a, I've been a lot of drugs, to the point where I... Sometimes I meet people And they are like Oh yeah I remember you over I have no recollection Of meeting these people And it really like Took chunks out of my memory Um, But for the last seven years Going on eight years Like I just stopped everything Like I don't smoke weed I don't drink alcohol I don't do nothing You know what I'm saying And in that time period Of seven, eight years I've been working on myself You know what I'm saying To not only Not have to go back To using the drugs But also To just become A better person You know what I'm saying Because There was a reason I was using those drugs You know what I'm saying Because I had feelings That I didn't want to deal with Or I had Attitudes and behaviors That I didn't know You know What to do with Like Like Anger issues And 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 rage And fucking You know Insecurities And Like So even without the drugs, those feelings are still going to be there. So now, in, those, in, the, in this time period, I've been like, yo, I got to start working on myself, do some inside work and become a, you know, a more productive member of society. Because I'm not going to stay around being a fucking, for lack of a better term, like a dry drunk. You know what I'm saying? That's miserable. Like, I stopped doing drugs and I'm just miserable because I don't have drugs. No, more. Nah, I got to progress as a human being and be a better person. So I'm I'm constantly, every day, like, recognizing attitudes and behaviors, myself and within others, you know what I'm saying, just so I could change, I, I, I could become a better person, you know what I'm saying, where nowadays, like, 10 years ago when I was skinny, like, you might say something, I might punch you in your face, like, for no reason, like, you might just, like, look at me the wrong way, and now it's... Like, yo, fucking, I'd much rather laugh with you than fucking fight with you You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always uh, 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 a resolve to the situation Like, we don't have to, I don't have to punch you in your face Like, I'm totally capable of still doing that But I'd rather take a different route now Because I did all of that And it didn't produce nothing positive for me You know what I'm saying? It didn't get me no money It didn't get me, all it thing was get me in jail And fuck up a lot of opportunities. Because when I was doing the Fight Club shit, as soon as it came up, when they they were showing it on MTV, I was locked up. I was upstate in fucking a couple different penitentiaries in New York State. And I wasn't able to capitalize on myself being on MTV or any of that. Like, by the time I came home, they stopped. It wasn't playing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my little buzz up from it. But, you know, not like it could have been. You know what I'm saying? And, and I was dealing with a couple record labels when I got locked up too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that all ceased to exist anymore when I came home. So it fucked up a lot of opportunities. So it's all about like improving and bettering myself nowadays.
0: And I respect too that you, not only for the changes you're making in your life, but that you address it in the music and put it out there because what you're talking about is something a lot of people deal with and struggle with. But... In our culture today there's a, there's a huge stigma attached to that and it's looked at you know not favorably it's looked at sometimes people look at it as a weakness or they look at it as what's wrong with this person but you're really putting it out there and i really respect that is it therapeutic for you to put it in your music and and rhyme about it and and put it out there for other people to to know about your struggles and your journey hundred
1: percent hundred percent because You said like A lot of people But it's not a lot of people It's everybody bro Mm. Everybody's got Fucking issues You know what I'm saying Every single person Walking this earth Has an issue That they need to deal with Or has Something in them That they don't wanna Really talk about Or makes them Uncomfortable to talk about Like And and I was like that at, At times too You know what I'm saying I was definitely like that But as I'm getting Older and and more secure in myself as a person, it's like, you're gonna fuck with me regardless, Like and like, I'm gonna put this out here and be vulnerable, vulnerable, and, 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 and put this out there to help somebody else, but like, yo, if you ever try to disrespect me and try to hold that against me, first of all, you can't because I already put it out there, Second of all, if I feel played enough where you're trying to play, like I still hold myself down, all that skinny them shit is still in me, it's just, you know, like, like, put under control, but I put that in my music with no problem, because like, like I said, everybody got issues, bro, and everybody's dealing with shit, there's no, there's, there's no future in fronting, bro. That's like one of the main models that sticks to my head all the time, especially with doing music. There's no future in fronting. Like you did, like you'll get nowhere fronting, bro. If you want to front and portray something, you're not. Eventually, somebody's gonna expose you, man. And when they expose you, you're gonna look like a fucking idiot, and maybe everything you worked for in your career, especially if you're a rapper, is gonna go down the drain. And I've worked way too hard and put too many years in this motherfucking rap business to let somebody take this shit from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I put too much time and effort and money and fucking broken relationships with girls and broken relationships with friends. So let anybody come and take this from me. My reputation is fucking a one. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's because I could be vulnerable, but I could also be. You know, it's it's real. It's just real shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and at the end of the day, when you're a real person, or, or when you just speak on real shit, people have no choice but to respect you. Whether they like you or they don't like you, they have no choice but to respect you because you're just saying. Blatantly what it is And I've always been That type of person Like just to say What the fuck I feel I keep it plain I listen to rap Just like I rap I don't like all that Metaphorical Where I gotta You know Where I gotta think it is What you said Ten minutes later No Just say what the fuck You feel nigga Just say it Plain and simple That's that's the type of shit I like And that's the type of shit I spit You know what I'm saying I'd rather get straight To the point Than beat around the bush
0: (laughs) Definitely And I think about When you say your place in the game and the respect you get a lot of that too shows in the people that associate with you because we can talk about how ph sean p j arch and you know g rap ghostface but others man that have had a huge direct impact on your career like poison pen you know you, you get the pen cosign in hip-hop you're pretty much good <laughs>
1: yeah Yo, you know what's funny is that like I've always said this, like, I'm, I feel like I'm not as far as I could be in this leadership because I'm not a chiss-ass, I don't ride dicks, balls, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, everything I got in my music career was because I hustled for it and because of just raw talent and skill. Like, I met Poison 10 at the end of the week, they had an MC challenge, like, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know nobody. I fucking walked into the Pyramid Nightclub and they had a competition called the MC Challenge. And in it was Poison Pen, Tone Death, fucking... I forgot who else. Like, two other dudes. And then, like, I got the last spot because I got... Out of like five people I rapped the best So I got that spot You know what I'm saying And that night I, Honestly I didn't know who Poison Pen was I didn't know who any of them were um, I just wanted to showcase my skills um, But I but like I bodied it You know what I'm saying And Poison Pen bodied it And tone deaf bodied it And like at the end of the night You know Poison Pen won that night uh, But at the end of the night We had a mutual respect for each other and that was that had to be like maybe two thousand, maybe even ninety nine or two thousand. Like I was, I was out there rocking shows and I mean and doing competitions when I was like fifteen years old, sixteen years old. Like as soon as I started writing raps, like I was out there with it. You know what I'm saying? So like from that point on, I've been rocking with and 10. Like that's been my my brother. Like fuck. Fuck the music, that's been like my dog, you know what I'm saying? Like, I slept at his crib, he sleeps at my crib, whenever he needs, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a problem, it's more like a family type of vibe because we met each other and built a mutual respect off the music, but it fucking parlayed into fucking real life, you know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah, and it's huge, you know, that he gave you what you said, like, one of your first big shots on the collab track with him. Back in the day with, with the duck down folks, you know, what does it mean to you today to be able to have him in your corner still and to have that friendship that has lasted so long to where you do crash at each other's cribs when you need to and, and you still make music together and you know you, you're able to put each other on to different situations that, that come up. I mean that that's something that doesn't happen too often, especially over this amount of time.
1: Yeah, nah, it's it's uh I'm not gonna front. I take it for granted. Because at this point, I could just like, I could just call pen right now. And just be like, what the fuck you doing, nigga? Like, I'm coming over. or Like, what the fuck you doing tonight? All right, oh, you performing here? All right, I'm coming through and I'm getting on stage and we're going to do a song. Like, so I take it for granted, honestly. But like, that shit means the world, bro. And and, and it's not just him. It's it's, it's other artists like L. Bill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these artists have been in the game and been around. Mostly everybody in the fucking game. So when I'm around them, like Penn and Netbro and Hill Bill and like I said, like all I do is just soak up knowledge, bro. Cause they got mad knowledge of the game and, and it just like trickles down. Like like you around them, like if you're around them in the capacity that I am where it's not like where you know, where it's just like like friends, like the knowledge that you gain from just uh, the, the knowledge of the music business and the music people and everything is like immeasurable. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking, it's awesome. <laughs> so like having those type of connections is just like awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really value it. You know what I'm saying? Like I take it for granted, yes. But when I see how other people look at them, like with such high regard, and I'm like, Yo, that's my man. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: it's it's very it's dope. It's humbling. I bet. And with Poison Pen too, he's made such a impression on fans back in the day with this Hip Hop Game Journal, where it seemed like just hanging out with him was just one big long party with lots of alcohol. What's it like hanging with Pen today, man? I mean, you're always gonna get into something. You're always gonna get into some.
1: You're always going to have a story, you know what I'm saying, if you go out with Penn for a night, you're going to have a story that you're going to remember for a long time, because it's it's, it's fun, he's a fun dude, and everybody knows him, like, wherever he goes, people know him, like, not like, not like, oh, that's Poison the rapping, no, like, yo, Penn, what's going on, you know, like, like it's just a fun time with him. He's a he's a genuinely good person. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and it's good to be around people like that. I like to surround my people now myself with people like that nowadays, like just good people. You know what I'm saying? Like like good hearted people that's not out for nothing else but to be like dope ass individuals.
0: Right. Yeah, I know what you mean there. And, you know, you talk about the battle scene in Fight Club, and you mentioned a while ago that you might come back to the battle scene, you might put yourself back in there. Where are you at with that today? I mean, um, Organic from uh, King of the Dot
1: hit me up like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yo, what is it going to take to get you back in the battle, bro? I need to have the battle. And I was like, yo, basically, I just need to get the fuck to Canada because like, they don't let you in Canada if you got felonies you know what I'm saying so I gotta work on that I think I'm gonna handle that like very soon because I, I also need to go on tour out there but uh, it's not out the question but it's not like top priority either um, I feel like I've built a reputation now without the battery that like if I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my name on the line and my reputation on the line for a couple thousand dollars You know what I'm saying Like I right. got that already don't need I don't need a couple thousand dollars Like to put Everything I've been building Since Fight Club Without battling On the line Like let's say I mean I Honestly in, the, in my heart of hearts Feel like Yo if I jump back In that battle ring I could thrash anybody Like whoever Like I really feel like And if I don't Beat them in the battle Like It won't be No embarrassing shit Like it won't be A landslide like, it'll be a fucking all-out war. Um, but let's say, like, you know, if I lose a battle, like, if I come back and I lose the battle, you know, it's, 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 it's not a good look. Like, I, I really, you know, I don't think it's a good look. I think I would lose? No. But do I want to take that chance for $5,000? No. And are they trying to pay me ten to $20,000 for my first battle back? No, because realistically, as a business... You don't I've been gone so long From it it's, it's, it's not a good investment To put that much Into somebody That's been gone for so long You know what I'm saying So I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm still like debating Debating Because I'd rather take A month or two And write an album Than take a month or two And write Three verses For somebody For a battle You know what I'm saying
0: and some of the battles have just become so ridiculous these days too that it's almost unwatchable because it's not even about skill. It's about comedy. And I, and I get that part of battling, but some of it is really unwatchable. And it's it's not like the random battles you find on YouTube. It's the stuff that people say like, oh, you got to see this battle. And it just doesn't live up to what my expectations of a good battle should be. Not to say that all battle rap is whack or anything like that. I'm just saying some of it really is more of a production than it is actual skill
1: yeah nah 100% and and, and when I was doing the fight club shit I didn't know who I was battling you know what I'm saying I would just go with a bunch of rhymes and when I get there they'd be like, they call out our names and that's when you know who you're battling and it's just basically like you spit your rhymes I spit mine and we'll see who's is better. It just so happens that mines were more geared towards like embarrassing somebody, so I always won. Nowadays it's just like mass personal shit, and you know it's it's evolved, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it's supposed to do. But like it's a, it's a different it's a different time now. Like I would really have to instead of just spitting my regular rhymes, which I feel like could thrash anybody, like my regular shit. Like if you put me in a in a room with ten artists, like just rapping. You know what I'm saying? I could outlap all 10 of them. That's how I honestly feel. And I feel like if you're an artist, you should feel that way. Um, but now it's just like, now I got to sit and study you, motherfucker, watch all his videos and look at his Instagram. And I mean, it's, it's not appealing to me right now.
0: I know what you mean. And I just talked to Reef the Lost Cause a couple of weeks ago. And he's someone else who, you know, used to do mic challenges and, and just a really dope artist, especially on his feet. And he said, I don't think I could go back into battles because if someone came at my kids or someone came, you know, at me this way, I'm a person. Like it wouldn't end well for, for them, you know. Yeah. And so I could see that part too being really hard because at this point, just from the battles I've seen, like there's really no there's no boundaries, there's no going too far. Like anything goes. And I could see that being really hard as a person to stand there you know as a, as an entertainer maybe i don't really get it but some people can really do that but i don't see how you could stand there as a person and let somebody say something foul about your mother or your child or something like that
1: i mean i see i see it though because even when i was doing it i was saying shit like that you know what i'm saying i was right. talking about niggas mothers their daughters so like i get it you know what i'm saying like but uh yeah i don't know you know i battle reef right reef beat me really Hell yeah, there's a video somewhere. It, was, it wasn't no battle league or nothing. It was just like a random night in New York City, like, at a show. Like, I had never heard of Reef, and I didn't even know I battled Reef until, so, like, years later. It came out on YouTube, like, Nims vs. Reef, The Lost Cause, and he beat me. Like, right? I was like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that have that been out there that, that I didn't know I even battled. Like, the kid dumbfounded who's big now in the battle. And he's just big as an artist. I was at his concert the other day. It was sold out at SOBs. Nigga really kills it, but I didn't know I even battled him. And and from what he tells, you know that we battled at some point, and I don't remember none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So when some, a lot of times people be like, "Yo, who are some names you battled?" because mad people I battled, bro. I, I had hundreds of battles, bro. Like and and a lot of them I I was mad high and I have no recollection of it, bro. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Do you have any regrets over those days? In terms of drug use and just not being in that sober mind that you are now
1: um i feel like everything happens for a reason the only regret that i have is not remembering it you know what i'm saying i I popped a lot of xanax and and for people that know xanax like like you know everybody pops xanax now all the artists but i was doing that 10 15 years ago when nobody was doing it and was looked down upon like if anything i was Ahead of my time now With these fucking All these rappers That's popping. It. But if you know What that does Like you wake up The next morning And you don't really remember You know what I'm saying What, what happened So and, and it's just like Permanently blocked From your memory Like you might catch Bits and pieces But when you do it In long periods of time That shit fucks Your memory up And You know I regret that I regret Um Not remembering A lot of shit That went on I mean I don't regret Anything else? I don't regret actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I wouldn't get to this point where I'm at now without that happening. But I do regret just like not remembering shit. Because yo, know, I don't want to mention no no artist names because like I play it off like I remember. But there's like some big artists that I've that I've met, you know, in the last couple years that I thought it was our first time meeting. And then after talking with them, they come up with stories about us hanging out and, you know, doing this and that. And I'm like, and I just agree with them, like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, I really didn't even know I met you, bro. And it's crazy because these artists are, like, really popping now. And it's really like, damn, bro, like, I really didn't even know I met you. And these niggas are telling wild stories, like yo, you was wilding out, yeah, we was wilding out together, yeah. One, one, one dude was like, yo, yeah, cause he beat these kids up, and I'm like, oh, I don't remember ever meeting you before, and it's fucking, it's, it's, it's scary, it's scary, and it's fucking also sad it, that I regret the shit out of not remembering these times, man. Because also those are some of the best times of my life, that, you know, with your younger years, coming up with some fun ass times, man, and I and I regret that, man. That shit sucks. So yeah. you know, it is what it is, bro. You know, can't cry over spilled milk. It's like, you know, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Fucking bitch about it? Nah, it happened. It happened, and this is the effects that it had on me. Right?
0: And fuck it. You know? So looking at that, how do you feel seeing that you got a problem video today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think about it? Yeah, yeah. Seeing that today. I mean, that, like...
1: that, yo that I was, I was already sober and clean when that happens. Oh that wow. Like 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 I said, I've been I've been sober and clean for like seven, eight years, bro. So that that was like only like two, three years ago. <laughs> yeah. But now what what I think about it um that was just a like a, a, a weird situation because like like I'm in Coney Island, like and I know everybody in Coney Island. But like you know, I've also done a lot of dirt in Coney Island and a lot of dirt outside of Coney Island, or just in Brooklyn in general and New York City. So there's also times when I'm leery, like, looking at, like, you know, like, sometimes I think about the past shit that I did and the shit that I do remember, let alone the shit that I don't remember. When I think of sometimes the shit I do remember, I'm like, man, that was foul. Like, and if somebody did that to me, it wouldn't be no time period where if I saw them, I wouldn't do nothing. Like, I could see them 20 years later, if I did, if somebody did that to me, and I would still fucking fuck them up or try to fuck them up, you know? So, sometimes I'm leery about that, too. So, they just caught me, like, like, at the wrong time, like, you know, like, the kid just came up and was like, yo, you got a problem? And, you know, like, I asked him, I was like, what, what, what happened? Like, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand where he was coming from, like, really. And then once he went into his pocket to pull out the calculator, like, I didn't know he was going to pull out a calculator and it was a prank or none of that shit. I, I, I thought, I, all I know, he could have been pulling out a gun or he could have been pulling out a knife. So my first reaction is to strike first. You know what I'm saying? Even though he looked non-threatening, like, will act up in the moment, you don't think about all of that. You're just like, a motherfucker's coming up to you asking, yo, you got a problem? And then once they reach for something, I, I really don't know what the fuck they're reaching for. So my first reaction it's always going to be the fucking strike first, ask questions later. And, you know, the video, they only show me hitting him once, but I actually hit him, like, two, three different times. And then, like, he was, you know, he let it, oh, this is just a prank, this is a prank. And, you know, I was like, bro, you, you can't be doing that over here, homie. Like, you, like, do you know where you're at? Like, you're on you're on Mermaid Avenue in Coney Island. Like, you're lucky you didn't get shot. Um... And once he told me it was a prank, it was just like, you know, I shut that part of me off and we just laughed about it and fucking, he actually got up and thanked me for hitting him. He was like, yo, thank you, you know, now this video's gonna go viral, like, they already knew that shit was gonna go viral, but now WorldSong is gonna post it, you know, and I laughed with it and I was like, yo, here, take my number, bro, when this shit comes out, text me, bro, let me know, so I can watch it and post it up. So, it is what
0: it is. That's awesome. So, what's it like, man, coming up in Coney Island too? Because, you know, I'd imagine you got stories for days about coming up there. I mean,
1: it's really like I'm honored to be from Coney Island, man. It's just like, and I'm honored that no other artist really has really really blown like out of Coney Island. Like Coney Island, like the last hood in Brooklyn that, like, no really big-name artist has ever come out of, like, artist-wise. You know, we got basketball players, Stephon Marbury, Lance Stevenson, Sebastian Telfair, Isaiah Whitehead. Um, But, like, no music artist has really come out of there. Like, we get shouted out, you know, like, Uncle Murder shouts us out, fucking Buckshot. Like, Buckshot is, is originally from Coney Island. Like, his family's from Coney Island. But he reps, like, uh, you know, cross town, like, Bed-Stuy and Flat. whatever the fuck he reps um but like no really artist has come out of there and and, and i love that fact you know like it's me Torrey, d chambers you know like we're, we're, we're really waving the flag for coney allen but none of us has really blown to the like the next next level that we really want to be you know right so hell was just it, it just made me a better a, a better person like a, a, a tougher person and able to deal with life in a different aspect I was ready for all areas of life, you know what I'm saying, coming up with Coney Island, because I had seen the worst of life, what what life had to offer. It was nothing to do but see the brighter side of things growing up, you know what I'm saying, because I already had grown up seeing the worst of things and the worst of people. And uh, so when you come from tough beginnings, everything else is like a fucking
0: piece of cake.
1: You
0: know what I'm saying? Right. And what's the hip hop scene like out there too? Is it, is it supportive for artists, or do you really got to go elsewhere make it, and then go back to Coney Island?
1: Um, it's a mixture. It's like, um, like, 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 like the artists the artist that I already said. Like, we all do our do our own things individually. We come together here and there for the greater good of things, but like. You know, it, like it's really just you're, you're you're on your own. It's not like really su- I'm super supportive. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants to be the first to come out of there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Definitely. And looking at what you've done with someone like Dan, so you know, Dan's talked about you know the the rivalry between Coney Island and Brooklyn, and and how that's a real thing. Do you feel that when you work with him? Um, I mean, not
1: not not like, he's, like he like like he explains it like um. Like, oh, you better kill that flatbush nigga. You know, Dan's Dan's is a fucking. He he's like, if you put it in terms of like high school, he's like the the jock, the captain of the team that everybody wanted to hang out with and every and was cool with everybody. Like he's that cool character that that like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to be around. You know what I'm saying? So everybody just gravitates him because he's a fucking real good dude and. uh and when it comes to rapping, like, we just have fun. We get into that fucking studio, and it really becomes a competition. Cause, like, like I'll tell him, like, yo, my man, you better step your fucking bars up right now, because that shit you be spitting ain't gonna work on this, because I'm about to blow you out. And um, and we do keep tally, and, and, and like, and, with all of us. Like, I remember in, in, in Austin, Texas, we were out South by Southwest, we would get into arguments, like, like yo, Stars and Stripes, like, Nigga, I'm biting you on, on every song, Stars and Stripes, nigga. I bothered you on that. You crazy? And then he'll be like, what? I bought you. And then we'll be like, yo, busy, who who spit a better verse? Yo, Chicago, who spit better on that one? And niggas be like, yo, never did. Oh no. Nah, I like dance and shit on this one though. Like, so it's always like a constant, like, like friendly rivalry, man. Shit, it's cool. It, it brings the best out. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's dope.
0: Yeah, man. No, I, and I really feel
1: mean. like like with dance, I can say it. You know what I'm saying Like I could tell him, Like yo nigga I'm really trying to Body you on this But I do that With every artist bro You know what I'm saying Like if I'm trying to If I'm getting on a song With you Like I'm trying to Blow you out Like I'm trying to Finish you Like straight like that Like I'm, I'm trying to Make it like Not even a competition Like I'm trying to Go the hardest ever Like And that's why Even with that When that Kendrick Lamar Shit came out Where he was saying Everybody's names Everybody from New York Was taking offense I was like yo that's what you're supposed to do as an artist, like. That's what you're supposed to say. That's how you're supposed to be as an artist. Like, when you get on a song with somebody, you don't want to be second best. You want to be the fucking best. You want to take that whole fucking fan base. You want to be the fucking grimiest, greatest nigga to ever get on that fucking beat. Like, you can't come on a track wanting to be second best. Like... I don't even understand how people got offended at that, you know what I'm saying, like, that's just a, 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 a artist's mind state, that's how you're supposed to be, especially in hip-hop, you gotta be the hungriest, you gotta be the, you know, you gotta come with the freshest shit, and that's just, that's basics, that's elementary, you're supposed to do that. So, you know, I, I do that with everybody. But with Dan's, it's, like, more fun. It's, it's, it's fun, and, and it's more like a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? But, like, he got the charisma. I got the, like, straight, like, fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Like, my man is is smooth with it, but if you fuck with him, I'm going to rock his shit, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I love the chemistry you guys have on tracks. It, it works really well. Now, when Dan's and I talked last week, he said he's got you so far in terms of the verses that he's he's up on you, man, when you guys keep that tally. Is that true? He said he got me beat on everything, right? Yeah, yeah. He said he's got you beat in terms of, like, the verses when you guys do the I mean, tally and who get, who's who got who on each song. He said he's got you more. Bro. Like, listen, we talked about that today, like, in the Texas. You
1: can't fuck
0: with me, bro. <laughs>
1: and just listen to the tracks. You know what I'm saying? He knows what it is. Nobody called me. I'm a fucking living legend, B. You know what I'm saying? That's what he said from his own mouth. I beat him on every fucking track. Fucking pipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's the soundbite for the interview right there. Yeah, bro. It's just, you know, it's fun. It's all in good spirit. That's my man. So I got to ask, where's the n- new episodes of Gorilla TV?
1: Say that again or you're of, like, the world drag?
0: Sorry, where are those new episodes of Gorilla TV?
1: Um, We're working on it. Um, Chicago, like, that just came about, like... We were, at actual, we were actually at Dan's video one day. And uh, Chicago just had a camera on him, an extra camera. We were just sitting around waiting in between takes. And I was like, yo, Sha, whenever somebody passes, just turn the camera on them or fuck with them. And it just became Gorilla TV. And um, like I've been running around crazy. Because you know what? It's, it's, it's more difficult now to do the Gorilla TVs because it was so spur of the moment like like the original ones where it just was like, yo, turn on the camera and I'm just gonna do it And now it's like All right, we gotta go film a guerrilla T V and it's hard to be funny when when like somebody tells you, yo, be funny. You know right. what I'm saying? If it's just like no pressure, like yo, just 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 fuck with people and just like this ain't going nowhere. We just doing it for fun. It's like easy. But now it's like, uh, we got to film a Gorilla TV and we got to be funny. It makes it a little more um, challenging. You know what I'm saying? So so we're working on it. Um, I kind of like shifted the gears more towards the Instagram where I just, some once in a while, a funny video like that would be on Gorilla TV is just like straight up on Instagram. But we're going to get back to it. I have a couple things in mind.
0: Do you feel like showing these videos and having more of a presence on social media has alleviated some of the misconceptions about who you are because you talk about how you know with your music being so aggressive sometimes people think that's really who nems is as a person and that's how you are all the time so do you feel like that's like like all the social media stuff is helping you break down that image of who you are through your music
1: yeah. And I'm and I'm conscious of it when I do that. Like I'm 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 very conscious of it, like like how I'm perceived on social media and I treat all social media like a business. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't um I I really don't put no personal shit. Like none of my Instagrams or Facebook like none of my social media is my real name. Like my personal life is my personal life. All my social media is just music purposes and I'm very conscious what I do put because Yeah, my music is pretty aggressive but like I'm not aggressive every moment of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm passionate about a lot of things and yes at times I could get aggressive but for the most part I'm yo, me as a person, I fucking joke around all day. From the moment I'm up to the moment I'm going to sleep, like I'm joking. I'm joking around with people and I'm fucking with people like like I'll meet somebody Like today I walk into my barber shop, And I just fuck with everybody Whether I know them or not You know what I'm saying Like But one thing they're gonna do Is have a smile on their face At the end of the day bro You know what I'm saying Like Life is too short to be a fucking dickhead Your whole life You gotta fucking grow up at some point And just realize Life is fun You know what I'm saying And, and Not many people get to Live this kind of life that I have Where you know like I've been to the To the bottoms To the depths Like almost dead Or should be dead Or in jail For a long time And I'm not And I'm appreciative of that And I'm, and I'm grateful of that Every day Like yo I didn't have to be Where I'm at right now But I am And I mean Now I'm gonna enjoy it You know what I'm saying And uh You know The social media part Is a big part of that Like to let people know Like yo I'm I'm, I'm a jokester You know what I'm saying? And if the situation calls for it, (laughs) and I have to fucking be aggressive, then I will. But nowadays, I'd rather just like diffuse the situation with words, and if it has to get to the next level, then we'll take it there. But I really don't want to do it. I'd rather just get over it with words and laugh about it.
0: And then I try to put... Idiot. That makes sense. So what's the next move right now for Gorilla Nims? Um, I'm working on three different projects right
1: now. The first one that's probably going to come out is uh, 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 an album with uh, one producer. I've never done a, uh, a project with one producer. This dude, uh, Frank Sassoon, who's like super dope and super talented. Um, and that project's going to be called Gorilla Um That, I got probably about 50% of it done. Um, after that, it's going to be me and Ill Bill. We got an album out, I mean, coming out. We got already my, maybe like six songs done. We're probably going to put like 10 or 11. So that's mostly done. We already got um, hey. Fat Beats. Already put up Is putting up money Like a, a nice amount Um So that That's already secure We just gotta finish Recording that That's gonna be called out at the Cyclone. That's gonna come out Towards like the end of the year Um And then Like my 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 uh My my real Grand entrance is, is gonna be called The Alpha It's just gonna be called Alpha You know my Alpha album And uh I got maybe like Five or six songs Of that But that that's gonna be like there's a lot of work going into that one because it's gonna be like out of all the projects that I've done I've done mixtapes you know EPs and stuff like that I only really have one album you know what I'm saying um that I I look at it as like my one album which is President's Day um like Fuck Your Love is released on iTunes as an album but I recorded it as an EP I just threw extra songs on the end old songs and made it an album on iTunes but it really was recorded as an EP the Frank Statsun shit is really I'm looking at it like an EP, because like, I'm going to add some some skits and stuff, and that's what's going to make it an album. But it's really only going to be like seven songs. The Ill-Built shit is going to be an album, but that's like a collaborative you know, album. So the Alpha shit is going to be like my really second sophomore album, how I'm looking at it. And I'm going to make it like something real special. I already got Static Select on there. I already got Food and Grins. We did a video for that one already. Um... Alchemist I don't have it yet But I already spoke with him We're gonna get in the lab Like I'm really gonna make that one Like A real, 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 real Special So That's what I'm working on right now Besides the clothes That's still gonna be popping Besides the Gorilla TVs And stuff like that Those are the main three things I'm working on right
0: now Those all sound incredible Definitely looking forward to those man You know I hope I earned An Illuminati handshake Right now man Like if this was in person (laughs) I hope that's what I would get right now (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Yo, I catch people with that on a daily basis And they don't know what to do with themselves <laughs> That's awesome That <laughs> uh, shit fucks people up when I do that shit That shit mad funny I bet, man <laughs> <laughs>